0: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. Of course, it involves Auburn sports, as sad as it is at times, and as frustrating as it is at times. This is one of those weeks, folks. I, I mean, we're going to get into that. Just hold your horses. We, we got things to talk about there. It also involves a university with many great things obviously historic sites and figures that have been a part of this uh, university academics and otherwise it involves people from across the state of Alabama into Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, even Alaska and across the world it's not just about sports, academics or even just one person it's about the whole Auburn family and that's what we're going to cover here on this show on the show tonight Auburn sports, Auburn culture, Auburn family. And as always, this show is best handled with the company of other Auburn people. And that is why my friend and co-host, Austin Scott, is back again. Austin, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, War Eagle, everyone. Uh, Couldn't tell you any better, Kyle. I love our opener. Um, As frustrating as it is, it's still Auburn. We still love Auburn. Um, So looking forward to talking about the weekend at hand and uh, having some great guests in town. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Auburn, and, and we can hold on to that absolutely and i think it's important
0: to take things like that you know most people are going to take the i shouldn't say most people a lot of people are going to take the grumpy old man approach which i understand because i'm kind of one now uh and just find everything to complain about and say you're being a sunshine pumper or just trying to put a band-aid on things Ah, we all know what we saw this weekend football wise there there is no hiding it there is no um trying to put a what was the expression? Uh, putting lipstick Put a, on a pig.
1: There you go, <laughs> or a potato. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Was that a dig? <laughs> right, you just interpret coach. that
1: however you want, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, Coach Arson. We're not here to take jabs no, at everybody no, no, no. tonight. But that—I mean—that's that's well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have picked that out better myself. Uh, yeah, um, you know, usually we spend the first segment and we call them quote unquote segments here You're just kind of catching up on what's hot and obviously with football season that's going to reflect a lot of these things and with the game at hand that just happened with Penn State a lot of excitement around it. and there are good things that we're going to talk about in our segment uh second segment about this which is just one of the biggest things that I've taken away from this weekend and it's really been the thing that's helped me get through this this travesty but we, we got to address a little bit now if you want to have some further breakdown, grading of foot and football coverage. We've got a reaction show that we've already done after the game. We're going to be doing one tomorrow night with Ben King where the grades are going to be awful, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh so if you want hardcore discussion about the game, that's out there for you. We're going to kind of just keep it more higher level kind of stuff, not fine-tuned in on football discussion. I just we kind of tell where your head is at on this Austin, but if you want to express a little bit kind of what you've been thinking about, wrestling with trying to reason with
1: about what happened against Penn State.
0: Where are you at right now? Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've talked about it with Kyle before. I've talked about it on our other E2C content. I went to the Penn State game last year. Uh, that was a bucket list for me and several of my friends um, to, to make the trip and go. And it was incredible. We were treated very well. Um, and so I was really hoping that it would be a just as like last year, a competitive game with a lot of good fans coming to town. Um, and outside of the competitiveness between the two teams, it was a great day. Uh, I was listening to post-game radio with Andy Bircham, and he even at- mentioned it to tight ends coach Brad Bedell and said, I mean, at the start there, that atmosphere was just what you would hope for on either side, Penn State or Auburn. You were hoping it was a big-time game. The The atmosphere was crazy loud, and it was. It really was up until probably half, right after half. Um, it was it was everything that this game had been labeled as. It was going to be with the first time a Big Ten team comes to Jordan Hare Stadium. So, um, from that standpoint, I I thought it was great. You know that that's something. And I've said this before. I don't think I'll ever let myself take advantage of after going through the COVID year. Like that was something that I can never uh, let go of again. So yeah. it was awesome. Campus was alive from. I live here. We've said that before. Campus was alive from like Thursday night all the way to Saturday late at night. So, yeah, um, it was awesome. It was what college football is about: is on campus, big games, um, and so yeah. Outside of what happened on the field, I, I thought it was an incredible weekend in Auburn.
0: I, I got to agree with you, and we're gonna, like I said, expound a little bit more on that because a lot of that is hats off to Penn State folks. Uh, Absolutely, you know, just. It, I think you already said it. You couldn't ask much more for a college football weekend, um, other than competitiveness. And um, you know, sometimes those things just don't work out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no matter how hard you try or, or say that you tried. We need to talk about the elephant in the room, though, because the sentiment right now is that was the nail in the coffin for Brian Harson, and and this is not. And I, I mean, Austin could speak for himself, but in terms of my stance on it, you know, at least publicly. <laughs> Uh, this is not me advocating one way or the other on that. Um, I, I, well, actually, I will say I do advocate that my decisions and commentary is always based on what's best for Auburn. Where I sit right now, I don't know that it is best for Auburn to part ways by their choice with Coach Brian Harson, despite what it, you know how bad things seem right now. With all this discussion that's already floating out there, like, where's your head at with that Austin? I mean, kind of, what do you think about it? The topic, is it time? Is it done? Like whatever you feel like sharing there.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think Kyle, I know that this is your sentiment because we've talked about this before in the past. I've been very um, how do I say this? supportive of you get four, you need three to four years to really see if you're going to be successful or not. Over the last couple of years, that my mindset has changed with that because of evidence I've seen elsewhere, given the transfer portal and given how you can remake your roster. Mm-hmm. I think there's evidence of seeing that with Tennessee already looking better in year two of Josh Heifel. USC, we don't know what their record's going to be. They certainly look a lot better than the four wins they had last year, and that's in large part due to the portal. Michigan State came, got a new coach, went to the playoff by overhauling with transfers now you have to bring those guys in it's not like just because you right you can get a new coach you're going to have an influx of really good transfers which goes to some recruiting um but you know i think you put it really well that given what's best for auburn um i'm not sure really what is best for auburn at this point i think if brian harson were to uh let's let's since we saw it a little bit right before the news, right before we came on, if Brian Hart will say Brian Harson takes an Arizona state job or heads back out West some way, I don't think there's going to be much. Uh, no, no, no. Please stay or, or let's keep them. Um, but you know, that's also another buyout if Auburn wants to do it of their own volition, or like you said, from Auburn's end. So yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a tricky business and and we don't currently have an athletic director who usually handles that tricky business. <laughs> Um so best for Auburn right now, uh is a is a murky question. Uh and I hope that whatever does happen is what's best for Auburn, um, as we always do. So uh, we'll see. I, I really hope that things turn around and get competitive throughout the rest of the year. I'm not really sold it's gonna happen. Um, but that's why we play the game. That's why we look to see what's gonna happen. Uh
0: shout out to former athletic director Alan Green, man said, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I am not being part of this. Can you blame um, him? I, you know, I, I would like to think that's not the reason he left. And, and I, I, I actually, I yeah. would trust that there were more reasons than that. But you kind of do have to wonder. It's like, yeah, this could go one of two ways: either really great or really poor. I'm willing to bet this is not going to be the way I hope it'll be, and it's probably time for me to bow. And, and like I think we've discussed, either either on this show or on plethora of other content we have on e2c network how grateful we've been of alan what he has the great things he has done if you love bruce pearl like austin's gotten his background right now with auburn basketball celebrating that now you got to sure. thank alan green for securing the future of that and you got to thank for finally bringing the athletic uh, or the football facility so that's not me taking a shot at him for leaving that's just saying hey man no. <laughs> good call good call yeah. hey you made the good bet at this point we'll see how it continues and we'll see how this whole thing plays out with coach harson right now it's really just speculation and frankly i i don't at least publicly entertain much of that because it's to me it's not productive until something really becomes super solid about it so that's right this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than
1: Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
0: Let's talk about the good stuff, because believe it or not, there were great things about this weekend, which we've already kind of hinted at. I want to shout out our brethren. I'm calling them brethren everybody's got bad fans they all do we've had just one or two instances here on the channel of commenters just being ridiculous and here's the crazy thing the penn state fans have come after them called them out and saying you're not representing us well my hat is off not figuratively because i'm not taking it off right now with the headphones on (laughs) i cannot compliment penn state fans more for the experience that we had as an Auburn family, but a college football family with you guys here. And I just wish I had gone to Penn state so I could experience it from y'all's angle. Like I, I'm just amazed Austin with the stories that come out of this, the experiences that I had, it was incredible to have them here.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. And, and like I mentioned, I I did go last year and there, I wasn't super confident there was going to be a lot of Penn State fans here. Based on who we talked to, it was like, I don't know if I'm going to make that trip, yep. blah, 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 blah. That's kind of a – even after they won, it was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, very hesitant. And thankfully, a lot of them did come, and it looked amazing. Uh, yep. We talked to a lot of people. A friend of mine and I both talked to a lot of Penn State fans who were either from Pennsylvania or from you know somewhere up in the northeast part of the country. Um, And made the trip because they wanted to see an SEC stadium. They wanted to see the Eagle fly. They wanted to see, you know, what tailgating was like down here. Um, And and we're genuinely interested in our traditions and our um, way of college football life, if you want to say that. So I thought it was fantastic. You know, I have for long since been a not a fan of these neutral site, big money making games because that is not at all what college football is about is college football is about everything that we talk about here with the Auburn experience and other schools, experiences and traditions and Auburn and Penn state, two teams who are two, I shouldn't say teams, (laughs) two universities who are very similar uh, to each other in different parts of the country. Um, And, and they both got to experience each other. And I thought it was fantastic. I was so thankful for how, well the Auburn family treated them because we got treated so well up at state college. So I'm really sad that this kind of is over and that these two uh, pairings won't, aren't going to happen for the foreseeable future. Um, but it's a Testament to what college football is about and hopefully future non-conference home and homes with, with Auburn and other opponents. And
0: here's the crazy thing is I found myself obviously really disappointed with the results of the game. And I, at the end of the day when everything had gotten done and I was done with my reaction show afterward and just kind of feeling this kind of like air was let out of everything. And I realized, yeah, it was about the game, but in the results of things, but I was like, this is over. No more Penn state and Auburn, no more looking towards it. I mean, we've got coming up. uh, I think it's in this order. uh, Cal next for two years, UCLA followed by that Baylor Miami. And then it's open after that. Right. Home and home series. If I've got it correct, I may have one or two dates off or something like that.
1: I, I think Baylor and UCLA are switched. Just because you may be mom, correct. Yeah, my mom's a Baylor fan. We've we got that one penciled. Oh, you got but... one of those too? I got two of those. So uh, yeah. No, no. I and that's the other thing is with scheduling. I'm not sure. We've already seen it was directly affected by Texas and Oklahoma. Yep. But I'm not sure how many of these are really going to stay on the schedule if we'll have to back out of a few due to scheduling across the country. So um, I really hope we don't with, I don't think we will with Cal since that's next year, but I really hope we don't with Baylor UCLA or Miami. Um, but you never know what happens, but those that I'm very glad. And we're talking about Alan green again, because he had a hand in putting those yep. contracts together. I'm very glad Auburn has those set up because that, that's just very cool to me. I, I love that we have college football played in home stadiums, and fans get to experience other fans.
0: But I'm not convinced that, and, and nothing against UCLA, Cal, Baylor, maybe Miami, met Miami, but I can see them being a little crazy just from you know reputation kind <laughs> of thing. But I don't know that we're gonna have the experience that we had with Penn State folks and. For me, it started Thursday night when I had my friend Fred on, who's a Penn State—not just fan, but a an employee. um, You know, just talking about how similar. As the conversation went on, how similar the two. I mean, we're state universities. You know, they get the cow college joke too because they they were surrounded in their heyday about you know by by pastures and things like that. And just listening to some of their history, you know, uh, you know, obviously there's been good and bad times for both. It just dawned on me as like we're we're sister schools like yeah just separated by north you know regions northeast and and southern and it's just been a clash of people that i thought would have so many differences and yet we have so many similarities and i it started on thursday well let me a funny bit here apparently and this came all over twitter i didn't see it for myself Moe's barbecue down downtown was apparently turned into a Penn state bar on Thursday or Friday night, I think is what it was. Did you hear anything about that?
1: I, I heard a little bit about it. I saw some pictures.
0: Yeah. Apparently they all decided that this was going to be their bar in town or, or establishment to hang out at and just and took it over. So hats off to them for doing that and uh, making, making themselves at home and it didn't yeah. seem like there were too many bad things that came out of that.
1: No, and, th- I mean, that's another part if we want to get nitpicky about it. They well, got here early yeah, Thursday they and Friday night to experience Auburn during class, during a regular day, and then, you know, that's great for the city. As a resident, spend your money here. I'm all <laughs> for said, that. Spend that money. Spend that money here. And so I that's what it's about. And And as someone who went up there last year, that place is in the middle of nowhere. It some some would say is similar to us, far from different airports to get into, as Penn State very well got to see that firsthand. And so it, I, I love what you said about the similarities and that we got to see that because I don't think anyone from Auburn or Penn State before last year would have thought, you know, we have some com- something in the common with people that live in Auburn, Alabama, or people that live in State College, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. a great thing that happened. Regardless of who won the games or, or how they looked, so I, I was, I'm so glad it happened, uh, and I hope we get to get to exchange a game with Penn State again. Just
0: a couple of quick stories, her personally, but ones I also heard of. Uh, apparently, last night after the game, you know, Penn State fans were trying to find their way back to their car, and some Auburn fans pulled over and said, "Come on, get in the car. I'll take you to your car a- after you just whooped our butts." Awesome. You know, type of awesome. that happened uh you know morning of my tradition is i go straight to sanford lawn right when i get there to start off our coverage for the day and i see this lady you know just kind of all a- taking sanford hall and all and she's taking pictures and she's about to walk away and i just pull her aside and i said hey don't mean to bother you you might want to wait like two minutes and I'll- and you'll see why and sure enough there goes sanford hall you know chiming off yeah. and so she got to experience that she's like thank you for stopping me and like showing me that and it it's happened throughout the day people would you know see me and say, hey, can I ask you about this? Why is yep. this important? Where should we go? And it just kept happening. And at the end of the day for me, it was like, it was kind of, it was sad for me, obviously, but also kind of funny. I'm packing up my car, taking in that it's over, and these two Penn State fans come walking through the parking lot. And you can see they kind of, we kind of catch eyes for a little bit and they kind of look off don't want to acknowledge me because they don't want to seem like they're Gloating or anything like sure. that, and finally, it just we, you know, it just kind of happened. When we finally said, "Hey guys, ho- I mean, i hope you enjoyed your time." And and they were like, "Yeah." And I said, "I looked down and said, guys, you can celebrate. It's okay. that's we're, right. <laughs> we're we're okay. I know. I know we're we are angry with our team, coaches, everything right now. And us, we're most of us are not mad at you. and We hope you had a good time, and we we're glad that y'all were here. So it was just story after story of that. So I'm gonna make this case right now austin i we've already laid out what the potential is outside of realignment for penn state and auburn to never play again but i'm gonna demand that auburn and penn state needs to be on a regular a home and home series not maybe i'm not talking like every you know it needs to be on the schedule permanently but every 10 years let's do it every decade yeah let's do it like that's I would love that because then it becomes something that you look forward to every year. And you know, yes, Auburn's down right now. We're going to be back up Penn state will probably fall down at some point too. It's just the natural progression of things for most people in college. football. yes. Even Alabama and Georgia, I say, let's make this thing somewhat permanent. What do you say?
1: I think it'd be great. Yeah. I think, I, and I think honestly, the way college football is, is projecting, like you mentioned that, that There's going to be more of this playing non-conference opponents. So if if we gotta pick one, I'm I'm all for picking the Penn State mitney Lions, uh, and and we'll have a little back and forth uh, going every decade or so.
0: Rich McGlynn, interim AD. If you want want to keep the job, get that done, <laughs> and you have my vote.
1: <laughs> he may be I the guy. See- I- <laughs> that might seem like a small question to ask of uh, Rich McGlynn based on uh, other things that people are asking him of him oh, right yeah. now. So so we'll go we'll go with that. I think he could win. He would win us two over right now. <laughs> you want to win two votes of some crotchety old men, you can have us.
0: Hey, we've been less crotchety despite the uh the effects. Last <laughs> that was last week when we were being all upset about things. Now we're just right. kind of delirious at this point. But we always like to cover a well-balanced diet of all things in the Auburn experience. <laughs> and it's just going to be more of the same flavor talking about this weekend. Uh, on our first episode, we actually discussed and kind of gave your perspectives of a brand new eating opportunity in Auburn, not just on game day, but every day in Auburn. And that is the new Heyday Market. And also we'll maybe talk about uh, the, the new facility, Culinary Arts center that's opened up there alongside it now, but I got to be honest with you. I finally got over there
1: to Did experience
0: you? it for the very first time.
1: Tell us about it. what'd you get.
0: So um, I'm surprised with my choice actually, because as you know, you pointed out last time, lots of options in there and mm-hmm. it's a cafeteria, uh, you know, kind of mall food court type of feel to it. You walk in, you kind of look what you got around and then make your selection, get in line. Um, I will advise everybody: don't try to go on a Friday night, much less a Friday. <laughs> um, I thought surely a single guy just looking to get a quick meal could get in there, even in the crowds. And uh, it took a minute. What what I before I tell you what we got, let me just say this at the start. Here's how I now frame how to have a great experience at Hayday Market, and I, I had a great experience. But I think how to yeah. go into it and see if you agree. I think you need to plan this as almost. A, not not necessarily a group, but like if you got you and say you're a couple and then another couple wants to go, y'all's plan is to go pick your meal out because most of them give you a buzzer to come when pick up right. your food or call your name out and take a seat somewhere and just have a conversation and just be okay with waiting a little bit of time, especially if it's going to be on a busier night or something like that. Yeah, Because that's kind of what happened is I found myself sitting or, you know, and it would have been great to have some people to talk to that I actually knew other than strangers. But there's seats outside in that nice little green space out there, especially as great as the weather was this weekend. You know, I just found myself wandering out there while I waited for a very long time for my food. I, I understand it's just it's tough with the <laughs> influx of Penn State fans, especially that were in town. Uh, so if you're going to hate a market, even if it's not for the first time, my advice to you is to, you know, think of it as a quick service type of option, but also plan to be able to sit down and relax and have a conversation for a little bit. Not, don't think McDonald's don't think, no, no, know, no. Chick. Yeah. F- don't even think Chick-fil-A. Like this is where you need to come have a few minutes to spare other than 30 minutes. And I think personally, that's how it's best done. Because if you sit outside, especially you're going to get to look at Sanford hall, rest right. of downtown, all that experience. So is that,
1: I mean, I, does that worth you? yeah that was my experience first time i i went with my wife and brother-in-law and his wife and we did have to sit and wait at a table for a little while before our food came but um yeah but i mean that was part of it at the at when we went to it was taking it all in like oh check that out we'll have to get that next time the yep. pizza place wasn't open when we went so it was like oh, i bet that'll be pretty good it's open now uh, well there you go and uh and so the outside seating was also, we were like, you know, when it get, it was very warm that night, but when it gets a little cooler, this will be a great spot. Uh, hopefully, they'll have some live music, maybe one day. So, yeah, I think that's definitely the way to look at it. And and it's not the place to go if you're in a rush um, or for trying to get somewhere else, uh, just because you can't guarantee what the what the crowd is going to be like, and also how long for the food. So, you know, I guess bet- all fair to say. I think
0: off of football season, it's probably going to be much more manageable situation for it to be a little bit yeah. more of a quicker option for you, but especially on a weekend game weekend, Friday night, we can't just know you're you going to need to <laughs> have some time on your hands. Right.
1: And right now the hot top, it's been a hot topic on two of our three shows. So I know everyone that listens to us is over there. So, you yeah. know, eventually all the people, all our listeners won't be over there.
0: Despite the crowds. <laughs> uh i will tell you i had a great experience enjoyed just kind of taking it all in there and i got my receipt right here actually uh cubanita cubanita okay. is where i tried have you tried that one yet i haven't so cubanita cuban sandwiches um it was a little different than i was anticipating but honestly i chose it because it had no line in they, yeah. it, the way they make everything fresh to order, at least at Cubanita, it still takes a little bit of time, even if there's no line there uh, and they're taking in mobile orders as well. So that's why we had to all wait a little bit, no matter where you went. I just didn't want to wait in line to put my order. I just, I was actually, I think it's called little darling, the hamburger place. Yeah. I was in right line for it. that. Yep. Right next to it. And then I just kept looking. I was like, there's nobody getting in line. I'm going to go over there. And I'm glad I did because it was really good. Uh, You know, everything at this place is not going to be the cheapest, but it's definitely not the most expensive either. I'll give you guys, I had about, uh, was it $11 for a Cuban sandwich? Um, And they usually come with mayo and pickles on it. I got that off because I'm a picky eater. (laughs) It was really good. It (laughs) was really good. Very filling. Uh, It doesn't come with chips and a drink or anything like that. Uh, They have a little water uh, dispenser Mm -hmm. thing with cups that you can have if you don't want to pay for a drink there. Um, For those of you that like your, you know, livations they have a a little <laughs> bar off of the side there and i know that's a, a frequent ritual for a lot of people so you you are free to take over there <laughs> but i love the cuban sandwich place uh, i would i would say that like i'm not like the biggest cuban sandwich fan so i'm not going to like rush to go there but in a pinch if i know i'm going to hayday market i definitely would recommend
1: getting that again that's awesome well i'm glad you- i haven't tried that one yet so i'm i'm going to make sure i try that one now, which one have you tried?
0: Little Darling. Right. That was Little the Darling. One I, that yeah, we was did.
1: The, the burger place. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it was the short line that night. Now, Kyle, we talked about this on our first episode, and I need to know because now that I know you went to Cubanita, I know I'm where thinking you're thinking about where that is in I, the in the uh Heyday food market. Did you see the podcast?
0: I did. Do, do you what, know? You I just where I literally I, I stood outside of it trying to like peer in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a podcast talking about a podcast room. Uh amazing. How do I get in there? That's, That's what, what we like. need
1: to find out. We I mean, I'd be willing to bet there's not been a podcast series that has already done two episodes about the heyday market. So I feel like that gives us some credibility to use the, the space. Is is it does it belong? heyday market like is it theirs i have no idea i i was i assume nobody was in there when you were there no
0: no but the lights were on and i could see yep. the setup and i'm like this is like the dream i mean yeah i mean i love the e2c network syndrome with all my pictures and stuff like that but to have a true like soundproof professional little re- and just to describe it to folks that haven't been there yet it's it's just like two chairs some equipment set up over here and the boom mics like you can see if you're watching on youtube for the recording uh, that i have here and it's just it's just a nice little setup and you can yeah. actually be in the room with the person because you know i know austin doesn't want to be with me but i want to be with him <laughs> so you know
1: <laughs> but, i think it'd be great and we could you know we could try our, some of our other favorite places in the heyday market and
0: there have- are a lot of good options it seems like in there so i i will be going back and making the rounds i'm eager to try little darling because it's the traditional thing right you know you, right everybody wants to try the burger because and fries because that's like what everybody thinks of and yes when you go to a food court type of situation the new uh correct me here you say the name of the center so i don't get it wrong. i think you had it down better than it's i a, did the
1: tony and liberine culinary science center
0: so all part of the same complex heyday yep. markets just kind of to the side of it its own kind of thing but still part of it that opened up with the grand opening uh you know president roberts was there with the Rest of the Auburn brass to, you know, dedicate and everything like that. So that little area of Auburn, not a lot going on other than parking there in the past and some dorm or not dorms, but apartments behind it. It's turned into quite the space now.
1: Yeah, it really has. And like you mentioned, the ribbon cutting ceremony went on this week. I've seen some some friends of mine already check out the rooftop. I don't know if it's a restaurant or a bar or there's I know there's a restaurant in the bottom, but the rooftop has obviously an incredible view of Sanford Hall and campus. Um, so yeah, I mean, it looks like it's it's up and running, and I think we've talked about it before. and You can check it on the out on the first episode, but just an incredible facility for Auburn, for the people of Auburn, um, and it seems like it's been a big hit so far. So I hope it can it continues to do well, and I'm I'm. It's been a great spot and a great addition to Auburn. I'm not someone who's usually for these giant buildings because. There have been a whole lot of them coming to Auburn, Alabama. Um, but this, as a integral part of the university, it has integrated well into the city. And so I, I, it's been cool so far. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I, I am too, and I think it's
0: it's you know lessening for us. Here's the old crotchety man segment. You know, here we go ruining our su- our skyline. You know the beautiful Auburn sunsets right. where you could like stand right. anywhere in downtown and still see it. Now you can't anymore. But when you get things like this, and you know, for those of you that are big fans of some of the restaurants downtown, it's like, well, it's going to take business away. Well, maybe so, but remember how crowded some of those things get? It's going to spread people yeah. out, especially on game day weekends. And frankly, like that's I walked in to Heyday Market and I was like. It's crowded, but I thought it would be a little bit more crowded. And yeah. I think that's you're kind of seeing that already happen. People got their favorite places, but they so people are still wanting to kind of try some new things. So everything's kind of spreading out and like really getting people moving around the area more. And it's making it a more enjoyable experience as opposed to everybody going downtown to Little Italy, you know, Taco yeah. Mama, all those put in whoever. I better not mention anybody's name because they'll shut down at this point. In
1: downtown. <laughs> yeah, and no uh, one's I, I'm,
0: safe. Yeah, I meant to go to Chee che- Burger, Chee Burger this weekend. And I forgot to. Mm. Mm. I may not get to before it's the before... end of
1: the month, though, isn't it?
0: I need to get over there and try that one yeah. more time because I, oh, I do well, enjoy yeah. sitting in that place. Um, it's going to be a sad day when that officially goes. Anyway, uh, that is obviously another good thing from this weekend is getting to experience that for myself. Uh, but we acknowledge that you know the morale amongst the Auburn family with the way that we all you know appreciate. Football the way it is right now is not great, but there are still some things that you can take away from, whether it be the experience with Penn State fans, great places to eat, and hopefully we'll get this thing figured out and righted for football and Coach Harson as long as it will last that's going to do it for this episode uh on your way out i'd like for us to share where they can find us you can hit me up on twitter at kyle loomis 24 i think i gave my old twitter handle last time tiger 24 is no more it is at kyle loomis 24 <laughs> uh, or you can follow e2c network anywhere facebook twitter tiktok yes we're on tiktok all the places out there and especially here on youtube and the podcast where can they
1: find you sir Austin G. Scott on any of them will do. And I hope to see a lot of people come back home for homecoming this weekend. Like Kyle said, morale's low. I get it. Uh, It's an 11 a.m. game against Missouri. Uh, But this weekend is is more about coming home and coming back to the school that's given all of us so much. Um, So I hope to see a lot of people here. And it's an 11 a.m. game. I know I'm not a big fan of the heat and 11 a.m. games either, but this gives you some time to take in campus as as after the game and as people head out so
0: definitely uh, hope, sign. hope to
1: see a full full campus this weekend
0: please do if you can i will be there and many of you i know will be traveling as well and uh, hopefully this will be the salve on the wound that has opened up on this <laughs> very unfortunate football weekend with that that's going to do it for us here at the auburn experience until we talk to you again we're eagle we're eagle